I recently um, listened to a podcast about high guilt, and it turned out to be way more interesting than I thought it was going to be, because I learned that high heels were first invented for and worn by men um, to sit securely um, in the saddle when they were riding on the high horse, and why that has changed, and what that's got to do with kilts and vanity, that's what I'll be talking about in this episode um, of the Mental Health Podcast. Welcome to the Mental Health Podcast. I'm Tim and I invite you on my journey to talk about men's mental health. Before we begin, as always, a brief disclaimer. I am in no shape or form a mental health professional. I'm just a bloke that has experienced um, struggles with his own mental health and now wants to get more people talking about it so we can engage in the topic in a healthy and supportive way. Um, yes, as my introduction has maybe hinted at, in today's episode I would like to talk about vanity and um, I'll do that by looking at three specific topics. Um, first of all, what is vanity and where does that even come from? Uh, second, what has that to do with men? And third, what has that to do with power? Interesting, isn't it? <laughs> um, yes, let's step. No, let's not step. Let's jump right into it. Vanity. Something that has um, for at least most of my youth and my um, young adulthood um, been associated mostly negatively with um, women, unfortunately, and more recently also with men. And it has, you know, as one of the uh, seven deadly sins, um, become something to look down on or to frown upon, to be too preoccupied with your own looks um, and to mold your own looks on some form of ideal that either is something that you have set yourself, um, which is rather rare, uh, but mostly has been set by other people for you. Now, one part is that we um, are vain, in quotation marks, when we focus on what we look like and that um, look, take too much care of how we look like and that used to be something associated mostly or solely with women and them wanting to look good and doing lots of routines in order to look a certain way um, and that has changed now because um, as I will get into more um, in a second that's also something that more and more men do now um, but it is also something that we judge people on um, either as them being too vain or as them not fulfilling some form of standard of what they're supposed to look like and um, yeah, what they don't fulfill. Something that maybe some people don't know um, is uh, that the inventor of the shave, um, no, the inventor of the handheld um, disposable shaver thingy, um, and actually no, razors, that's the word. Um, the inventor of uh, the Gillette razor, which, who was called Gillette, um, really wanted to make more money. 
Um, and he thought, well, you know, I really am already making money with men and them shaving. That's good. You know, we've kind of got men to shaving their face to look less, uh, more civilized and stuff. Because, um, you know, only a clean shaved man at the time was a well-respected man. Because, you know, before uh, the Gillette shave, uh, razor came about, it was uh, more rather expensive to always have a clean shaven face. Um, because, you know, uh, when there were no mirrors, you had someone else do, that needed to do it. Or when mirrors weren't as available, um, you had to go to a... Um, barbershop to have someone else do it which was time consuming and money consuming so it was a sign of status that you had a shaved face and now um once that razor was invented um almost any man um because they were more affordable could start shaving their face and look a certain um status but Gillette obviously thought hey i'm only making money with 50 percent of the people how can i make more how can i get the other 50 percent because you know Almost no woman um, was shaving themselves at that point. There was no, oh my God, look at the armpit hair, that's disgusting, which of course it isn't. Um, or look at the hairy legs, they're like, ugh, why would anyone want that? Which, you know, it's bullshit. Um, because back then, that's just what women looked like. They had hairs on their arms and they had hairs on their legs and that's it. Um, but then Gillette was like, if I get them to shape those parts, then I get money because they have to do that regularly for most of their life. They want to be um, considered uh, beautiful, so they'll have to buy my razors. So he started a very, very prominent and very dominant um, marketing campaign aimed at women telling them, hey, you know what? Those hairs under your arms that you haven't even ever thought about in any shape or form um, or on your legs that never concerned anyone, that never anyone thought um, to be something that you should get rid of. They're disgusting. Get rid of them. You need to shave them. If you want to be beautiful for a man to marry you, which is, you know, your ultimate goal in life, then shave them off. Um, and the easiest way to do that is by buying my, my razors because they're the best and men swear on them. And if they see your smooth legs, um, your smooth armpits without any hair on them, they just fall for you. Yeah, and it was successful, as we know now, uh, as we now know, because um, in modern times, uh, we see the shaved armpit and the shaved leg as the standard, and young girls start shaving them before they even completely start growing um, how they're naturally supposed to be. Um, and the movement um, against that, where women start growing um, their armpit hair and their leg hair, um, is seen as the weird one, even though that's just their natural body. And for some reason, we've convinced them that their natural body is wrong. And if you know you want to shave any part of your body because you think in your personal belief that that's nice and beautiful and you like it, go for it. Of course, if you don't, then that's also fine, that's your body. But my point being is that someone arbitrarily decided that this part of a woman's body is not correct and should be changed in order to make money. And that's how the seed of vanity in the regard of body hair in women was sown and grew beautifully for the industry because there's lots of money being made by um, different products, be it razors and these um, 
machines that pull the hair out or waxing um, or cream, anti-hair cream or whatever, and then also the lotions for afterwards. Um, the light uh, anti-hair anti light thingies, um, laser removal, what, what have you. All of this stuff makes a shit ton of money um, by telling women that the hair on the body is not good. Um, and we've many other aspects, be it makeup, um, be it certain hair products, be it clothing, whatsoever. We've done that with women for centuries. And we're doing the same to men. We have been in the past, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute before, but it's something that has happened more and more and more. And now more and more men are being very, very self-conscious about the way they look, and both men and women are becoming more and more conscious about the way that men look, um, that other men look. Exactly <laughs> the same thing twice. So whilst we have a whole mega industry telling women, uh, big uh, uh, in fashion, um, body changing, um, makeup, whatever way, um, how wrong it is to be themselves, um, and then get people to tell them as well, we now do the same. To men. Instead of stopping that for women, we've kind of decided, well, if we're doing it for women, we should do it for men too. Which I guess is fair, but kind of the opposite direction we should have been going. Because we're putting more and more pressure on ourselves. And now men are very self-conscious about their height. I mean, just go on any dating app and you see that uh, if a man is under for the listeners that grew up with feet, it's uh, six feet. And for any other sane person, yeah. Um, it's like one meter eighty. That's like the height limit. If you're below that, then you're not good enough. I'm below that, so obviously I'm not good enough. Um, same goes for the weight of men, especially the generations that like born in the eighties and later um, have been brought up being very self-conscious about not being overweight, um, being very, very fit. You see all these bodybuilders, all these um, social media um, personalities that advertise a certain body shape and certain body composition to be the only attractive and the only desirable one for men. So men and boys, and I talked about that in the episode where I went, um, where I talked about um, uh, the Hollywood myth and the Hollywood lie. And if you want to listen to that, I'll put that um, up there and in the link in the bottom of the description if you're on YouTube. If you're on, um, if you're listening to the podcast, just scroll through the um, previous episode and then you'll find it there. And so they are ruining their bodies, or not all of them are ruining them, but they are ruining their mental health mostly by trying to achieve this one physique. Um, if they achieve it, it's never good enough. If they don't achieve it, if they look overweight or don't fit into that criteria, then they feel um, unattractive, not worthy, um, not good enough, which in my personal experience, because that's something that I feel very regularly because I'm someone who struggles with weight um, when I'm in a very depressed phase. I struggle to control how I eat and what I eat. Um, and then I could easily gain a lot of weight in a short amount of time. And then I'm uh, not in a depressed phase and I lose some of that weight slowly because it's much harder to lose weight than it is to gain weight unless you want to gain muscle. Um, I found for me personally. Um, yeah, and then I feel very unattractive and then um, the depression just 
lasts longer and longer because I eat more and I gain weight easily and quickly and then I lose some of it again and then I yo-yo again and again and again. Um, and it does something to me mentally because I always feel unattractive the more weight I gain. Um, and we're starting to embrace um, more and more women with different body shapes as you know, beautiful as they are. Um, and we should do the same for men. Um, and I try to do that, but I'm not extroverted enough to post pictures of myself um, without, you know, showing my body. So if anyone's out there, um, please reach out to me and let's um, promote um, different body shapes for men as well. Um, yes, yeah, so there have been, men are just, um, just as much being made um, aware of their height, aware of their body shape, but also uh, made aware of the hair they lack or have too much of. I am very aware of that I don't have any hair on my head and I feel unattractive because of this. And I know people keep telling me um, that I have a nice head shape and stuff, and that's good, um, obviously, because, you know, I can't really change this. Um, but I still always have it in the back of my mind that, oh, if I had a full set of hair, like all the people that are promoted on TV or in um, ad ads uh, on the street or whatever, um, that's a sign of youth and I'll be young and desirable again if I have a full head of hair and without it, I'm not. Um, but also if you have too much hair in different areas, just like we did with women, um, if you have a hairy back, that's disgusting, you shouldn't do that. If you have hairy arms, that's disgusting, you shouldn't do that. Um, if you have too much hair on your chest, on your stomach, that's disgusting. The um, a pubic area, if you have hair there, that's disgusting. So. I have hair in all of these locations. Um, so I always feel very self-conscious if I go swimming or whatever. Oh my God, I have all this hair and I should get rid of it. Um, so we do that. Um, we have made it very, um, especially because we make um, porn very easily accessible. Um, we made men aware of the fact that they should have a massive penis in order to be good at sex, which does have basically very little relation to each other, the size of your penis and the way you are, it's that. Um, but, you know, men are very subconscious about it and do terrible things to their genitalia in order to achieve this. Um, so we do that, great. But at the same time, as we do all of this and tell men that they need to change the way their hair looks, change the way their body looks, change the way um, their penis looks, um, uh, change their height, which they can't do. We also tell them as soon as they do that and as soon as they become vain, that that's wrong. They shouldn't do that. Men shouldn't care about the way they look. If a man cares about the way they look, then they're either, you know, not man enough, <laughs> because only a non-manly man cares about what they look, or they're just trying to be... Um, dicks or douches or whatever um, or they are superficial and the way they care about themselves they also only care about other people so they can't get it right just like women can't get it right now also men can't get it right and we put a lot of pressure on all of us to look a certain way or to behave a certain way and we judge other people we body shame and we make fun of people that care about their looks I've read this statement made by a um, plastic surgeon who said that their patients are now equally made up 50-50 of men 
and women alike with different uh, things they do to their bodies um, be it uh, trying to look long, younger by pace lifting trying to look thinner by liposuction uh, trying to get some shapes be remodeled on their body to look a certain way um, and with both of them if they do that we tell them oh my god how can you do that to your body why would you that's such a waste of money whilst at the same time telling them if they don't do it they are not worth anything they're not valuable enough so what are we supposed to do <laughs> um all of us um we look at people and decide for them if they're good enough or not and if they then don't try try such do stuff in order to fulfill a certain way that they look um, we call them vain and superficial and uh, yeah not nice people basically and obviously you know some people that are vain are dicks but not all of them and some people that are not vain are dicks too that doesn't necessarily say anything about who you are only the way you interact with other people kind of tells me if you're a dick or not something that um is not really talked about often when it comes to um vanity in anyone but also in the way that we perceive who we deem attractive um and how they look and how they achieve that look is, is the classist um, the classist nature of it because people that are very fit looking or that um have a certain body type or a certain fashion style um, look that way because they can afford it they have the money they have the time they have the connections um, to have that workout routine to get their treatment done to have that um, the kind of outfit um, to buy it or even to have someone else do this for them um, we have these fashion icons that are fashion icons because they have someone else that does it for them um, to be that way but also um, they can look a certain physique because they train a lot um, again this is in the episode um, about uh, the Hollywood myth or the Hollywood lie um, either click there or if you are listening to this on a podcasting app just scroll through the um, previous episode yeah and along with this um, sense of um, or with this classist nature of that people can afford it and if you can't afford it um, then you either feel like a failure because you don't have the money or if you you know go into debt or whatever to make that happen you are then in debt and feel like a failure because of this and that's the majority of people they can't do that but yet we deem these very few to be the the end all like this is what we need to look like this is what we need to achieve as physique and looks and alongside that goes the element of power um and i've started this episode with the high heels and i need to go back to them now um because as i said high heels were invented to be worn by men to ride horses and at the time they soon um, turned into a um, fashion symbol, like something that men wore if they were wealthy in a specific way. Um, and then they became higher and more, um, uh, more ex um, and more elaborate designs and looked 
weirder and weirder and weirder and more specific, specific, specific. Because they were a symbol of power and wealth. So was uh, for men wearing makeup. So was for men wearing wigs. So was for men wearing fancy, in quotation marks, um, outfits or elaborate outfits, skirts, uh, frocks, um, very dainty at some point, even clothes. And they were all perceived to be what the elite, the people in power and the people um, with the money wore. But as soon as the people that were not in power started wearing them, and by that I also very much mean women, because for the majority of history to this day, lots of uh, women are not in a position of power, um, they became something that men should not wear anymore, because men should only wear what's associated with power. And that's why now, everywhere we go, we see men or the majority of men looking very much the same. They have, they wear uh, trousers, maybe shorts, but mostly trousers because shorts, again, if you show leg, you're basically a woman. Um, shirts, and that's it. In winter, they can wear a jumper sometimes. Um, and you have some kind of uh, variance when it comes to this, or uh, some, you know, a suit as well. But that's very much the blueprint of what a man is supposed to look like and what a man is supposed to, to wear, um, regardless of how vain they are. No. Um, because that's what the people in power wear. And you see that in uh, politics or in uh, companies, the, the CEOs, the managers, what have you, they all kind of wear this outfit. And it doesn't matter if they're men or women, because women wear this outfit too. They sometimes maybe wear a skirt, but that's becoming less and less. They wear trousers now because trousers are a symbol of power and they're finally being let in, some of them, not all of them, some of them are being let in into positions of power and decision-making. So they wear trousers, why wouldn't they? I mean, for decades, centuries, we've told everyone, if you wear the trousers, you are the person in power. You know, we say, who wears the trousers in this relationship? Because the trousers are what the men wear. That's how they're fashionable. That's what they should wear. That's all they uh, are allowed to wear. And if you go to a shop, oh, I find it frustrating when I um, rarely go to a shop and look at the clothes um, uh, that men are allowed to wear. It's frankly um, very limited. And it's um, if that's the style that you like, cool, go for it. You have a hell of a lot of choice. If that's not the style you like, then that's, yeah, <laughs> you just, you know, Good luck trying to find something else, um, especially if you're not a uh, rich um, or young or skinny, thin person um, who can wear lots of variants or sometimes even something that's you know made for uh, um, women that just also fits them. Um, because you see lots of, like I said, the um, fashion um, people uh, in the media who are like fashion icons the kind of outfits they wear are not something that's easily available for everyone because either they have it made for them or it's very expensive to get it because they're unique or uh, they only fit people that have a certain body type. Or if you wear that in the um, normal, normal in question marks, uh, job market, then nobody hires you <laughs> um, or makes fun of you or kind of alienates you. Um, and I find that very frustrating because the lives of people, again, 
And I know it's not that big for most of us, the clothes that we can wear, but they are something that help us to be um, unique and to express our personality. I can't do that with my hair anymore. That's uh, been taken from me. Um, well, not been taken, like my genes have just said, well, um, you know, let's attack those hair follicles because fuck them. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then you can't wear all of these clothes unless you are in a very specific um, job sector or have the money um, and the leisure to do that. Um, because otherwise the people in power dominate and dictate what you're supposed to look like. And the same is true for women, of course. And the same is true for uh, people of the trans community who don't look the specific way because, you know, the people in power look a specific way. And if you don't fit into that, then you're something that can be attacked. And so are men who are vain, in quotation marks, by vain, I mean, just conscious of the way they look, conscious of the way um, they are being perceived because that's we, what we tell them <laughs> they should but then we tell them to stop doing that because that's weird that's what women do stop doing that but the same we do for women so basically fucking all of us um and that's mostly because we have people in power who tell us um what we're supposed to look like and if we don't fit into that then we're wrong or not um not valid not valuable enough that's frustrating that's annoying um and uh, I could talk more about it, but I get, no. And I would love to talk more about it, but I would love to talk to someone, uh, with someone about it, or, you know, have someone else tell me their perspective. So if you're out there and you um, resonate with anything that I've said so far, um, leave a comment, leave a review, um, a message me. You can reach me on men-health.com, uh, tim at men-health.com, um, Instagram, uh, mental health underscore podcast um, YouTube uh, mental health podcast um, there's many ways you can reach out to me I would be so happy to hear from you um, and to talk to you be it on the podcast or behind the scenes and then relate what you've said um, with your name or anonymously um, you know to all the other people that are listening um, to this uh, podcast <laughs> um, and to have more people listen to this podcast um, I would be super 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 happy and super thankful and grateful if you could share this podcast with other people give it a rating or and uh, and or a review uh, on YouTube or any of the uh, podcasting apps um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify um, Podcastle Pocket Thingy any of the other ones Google Podcasts I think also exists so, um that would be very, very helpful um, so that, you know, this podcast um, reaches more people. And speaking of reaching people, I've recently, um, and maybe they're listening to this, um, so shout out to them, uh, been messaged by someone I went to school with who stumbled upon um, this podcast and they reached out to me and it made me super happy. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much. Um, and like that i would love to hear from anyone <laughs> uh anyone else so uh yeah this is it for this week um thank you so much for listening um please uh remember i hear and i see you and i hope you hear and or see me again next week goodbye